Hello everyone, this is Hector with Jiu-Jitsu in Life. So today's topic is about training on leg locks and the taboo and functionality surrounding leg locks. When I first started training, not knowing so much about Jiu-Jitsu and with my limited knowledge, I thought Jiu-Jitsu was mostly arm bars, chokes, and triangles. <clears throat> Since then, now training for a year or so more, um, and learning both the traditional and modern system of of jiu-jitsu, no-gi. I've learned that leg locks is not a new technique. It's been around since the beginning of jiu-jitsu and actually comes from different martial arts. But it has gained much notarization in the last five years. This credit comes from John Danaher from the Renzo New York Academy. And also... Some of that influence from John Danaher has trickled into other camps, such as Tenth Planet. According to how the story goes, a student training with, at the Renzo Academy was complimented by John and on his leg locks. And he mentioned that, you know, why would someone ignore 50% of the human body when sparring? Since then, John has studied and created a mastery of a leg lock system that has led to having one of the best competitive teams known in Nogi Jiu Jitsu, known as the Danaher Death Squad. Members of the squad are Eddie Cummings, Gary Tonin, and Gordon Ryan, which are the, the most senior members of the team. Now that his team members, I mean, Renzo is probably one of the best out there. I mean, he's probably one of the best. Um, camps out there in jiu-jitsu but now by adding leg locks and introducing a more well-rounded 100% system now he has a great team out there so leg locks um, now that we've talked about leg locks and small history about how it's now been introduced reintroduced into our modern era um, talk about how that ties into someone who practices jiu-jitsu. In my journey, what I found is that leg lock should not be a Hail Mary option. It should be either, just like any other movement or technique you have in your wheelhouse, it should be either your first, second, or third option, depending on what you know lies in front of you. So it's not something that is only used when all else fails. And that's pretty much the way that most of the modern traditional teachers look at it. They look at this being a Hail Mary move when nothing else works and you finally just, it's kind of like a groin shot, they see it that way. What I did find in my journey um, seeking out a new gym was that before I spar with someone I do mention, <clears throat> if it's okay to practice leg locks. Um, I was told at this one camp that absolutely not can't practice leg locks, heel hooks, or calf slicers or anything like that because of a possible injury. So at that camp, I decided, well, obviously I wanted to keep training, so I, I um, did not attempt anything and just sparred in the normal fashion. Um, when I started training at 10th Planet, Learning heel hooks, calf slicers, and leg locks was something that I learned in my third or fourth class. So it's something that 
is part of their foundational teaching method. But if leg locks are something that you want to have as part of your your system, your jujitsu, um, there's three things I found that should be vital when training or attempting to learn. Um, um, first one being drilling, second one being sparring, and the third one, which most of us who practice want longevity in our training. Drilling leg locks should be something that anyone who has that in their wheelhouse should drill under safe conditions. The problem with attempting leg locks or heel hooks when sparring is that all that adrenaline can lead to injuries. So it's something that, one, the person who is utilizing those moves should be very vocal when you capture somebody in that movement and say, hey, I got you, or hey, tap, um, to prevent injury and as a, as a courtesy. Um, John Danner does not have that same feel that I do. He feels that, you know, everyone who trains is essentially there to hurt each other and should know when to tap. Not me. I feel like it's something that, you know, we're not professionals. We're weekend warriors or dropping in one or times a week. So that's something that, you know, should, should be done with caution. Going back to drilling, um, drilling is foundational when it comes to any martial art. Hicks and Gracie had mentioned in an interview I heard once that learning a new technique, you must drill it a hundred times in order to understand it, learn it, and apply it. This is where students will have the most growth in their jiu-jitsu IQ. That's not to discount that live training or mat time does not help with the growth of a student, but it's something that you must have. Now leading into our second topic, sparring. Sparring is the application of drilling in a life situation. You could understand the movement, drill it, know it, teach it, but if you're not able to apply it during a real sparring session, then it's really pointless um, because you only know when it's pretty much a gimme. That's where the the drilling and sparring go hand in hand in order to accomplish that jiu-jitsu IQ I just mentioned. So it doesn't really matter how move you, many moves you have. That's why when you spar, you have some that you gravitate more towards because they're simpler for you to get. Longevity is basically what everyone who trains wants and hopes to accomplish. It takes 10 years or more to get a black belt. It takes one to two years to get a blue belt. It takes two to four years after that to get a, a, a purple belt and then maybe a couple, I think two to four more years and then to round out your, your black belt in total is probably about 10. So longevity is something that we all hope to have with minimal injury because you're always going to get some type of injury, some kind of kink. But as long as you're very vocal about drilling techniques that 
you allowing certain techniques during sparring sessions or drilling techniques such as leg locks and learning about them in order to figure out how to one pull them off how they go and third making sure you understand them in order not to hurt someone because you could hurt someone these are basically movements that can hurt somebody that's what they're meant for so leg locks you know are, are definitely something that everyone should know everyone should learn but as far as the courtesy of attempting them you have to be very vocal with your with one your teacher if they're fine with it if they're not and you really want to learn them maybe you should find a new camp um, if they are okay with it have them train you and teach you in order for you to have that in your system and then third being very vocal about your training partners and seeing if they're okay with having that um, available as far as something that they might be submitted with. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, as always, if anyone has any questions, feel free to contact me at H-V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z, -E Hector Vasquez at TJ.com, at H-V-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z -E at Hotmail.com for any questions. Um, any feedback that that um, you feel I might have. Uh, thank you all for listening.